0: You're listening to the Masters of Change show, bringing you real entrepreneurs, real experiences, and real advice with big inspiration and a whole lot of soul. Whether you're looking to start or grow your business, hack life, or learn personal growth strategies, I'm confident you'll hear game changing ideas and perspectives here with your host and a big smile, Barah Ali.
1: Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much. Uh, I have my good friend here. Roy Prevost, how are you doing, Roy? I'm doing great, thank you. It's good to have you here. Uh, such a great day, and and a great voice to have.
2: Thank you. Yes, beautiful day here in Vancouver today.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. So, Roy, let's uh, let's 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 start and uh, and share your message uh, with the with the universe. Um, I really wanted to talk about uh, your background. Um, so, tell me a little bit about your business background.
2: Well, my business background is um, uh, well. First is that I'm not, uh, you know. 25 years old anymore. So I've had some, some, uh, you know, as typical. I'm a serial entrepreneur, and I was uh, born in Quebec and moved into, you know, had a few businesses there up until uh, I moved out to Vancouver in 1984. Mm -hmm. And then um, I was here in 1984. I spent 12 years with in the gift, well, 12 years here, but 25 years in total in the gift industry. And so i was um, I had the agency for a company called Crabtree and Evelyn in British Columbia for twelve years. and um, And then, um, you know, it was just one of those things I kind of got bored with it. Mm-hmm. And I made a decision that i I always wanted to be on stage, and I always wanted to be a speaker. And I, by sheer serendipitous situations, as i as I map this out of my mind and create a vision of kind of what I wanted to be, And created. I had a dream book where I put in all kinds of pictures and whatever. Mm -hmm. A couple of things popped into place, and I became a speaker. And in fact, I became a go-to person uh, as a speaker whenever there was a new Walmart coming into Canada. So just at that era when Walmart were coming to Canada, so I spoke uh, in about conservatively probably two hundred communities across Canada, if not more. Wow! uh, On Walmart for about a five or six year period. Then I, I kind of segued from that into customer service, and that's where I am today. And I'm a business coach, and I've written a book and, in business. So that's, that's kind of my business side. Amazing. Uh, so that's kind of like my background in business.
1: Okay, wonderful. I mean, y- you come with a, a huge amount of expertise with different industries. That's very well, interesting to hear that, you know, coming from Walmart, I, uh, uh, this is intriguing.
2: Well, it was it was uh, you know I, I should share a story. The very first gig uh, gig I ever did with with uh, was a small chamber of commerce you know, of all places, Fort St. John, British Columbia, mm-hmm. and um, they wanted me to come up and share some information about Walmart. And uh, I, uh, part of my background is I'm a futurist, so I forecast trends around the future consumer. And at that time, I did a some a study. This was pre-internet, pre- Google, pre. Wikipedia, almost anything. So you know we had there's some serious research to be done, and so I did some research on Walmart. And by sheer coincidence, they decided to come to Canada. So I go up to Fort Saint John, who were getting a Walmart, and they were they were frantic. They were going crazy, and so the the local merchants. So I said, sure, I'll go up and talk to them about Walmart. And I went up there and spent three hours sharing uh, what kind of evil people Walmart were. Mm -hmm. And uh, they came up to me after the event. They said, look, we don't care about Walmart. I mean, they're they're around. What we care about is how we're going to survive and thrive in that world. Mm. So I went back home and spent a week or 10 days just reconfiguring my presentations. So, you know, in our industry, and, and you're part of this, is that, you know, you have to change on a dime. That's you know, right. To, uh, be, you know, be sick, be cognizant of your market and when when things just don't go the right way they should you you make a 180 degree turn and you move into a different
1: direction which is what i did absolutely and that's i mean that's the essence of entrepreneurship being able to understand the need in the market and when the need does not exist you do not continue to run after and say i'm going to create the need well some people will say i'm going to create the need but you gotta sometimes pack up and move to the next yeah
2: creating the need my friend is like uh, Rarely can you do that. What you do is you go, you find the need, and then you 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 play you you create the product for the need that's already there.
1: Mm-hmm. Wow. So, um, uh, Roy, I mean, that's that's in terms of speaking. And you said about motivation and what moved you at the beginning. Yeah. Um What are some of the early books that you re- that really inspired you? Um, uh, that's well,
2: I, I mean, there was the "Think and Grow Rich," which is a classic. Um I love that book. book. Uh, yeah, I mean it was it was kind of the very first one Psychocybernetics I read when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was like it probably came out at that time and that was the probably the singular book that put me on the path of the science of setting goals and um and psychology in a sense that uh, uh, you know mm-hmm. Maxwell Maltz was ahead of his time I think in, in that era uh, Dan Kennedy has come up with a few marketing books, which I really like. Um, you know, kind of guerrilla type, like Jay Levinson, Guerrilla Marketing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've read, you know, mega mega books on on all, but I, uh, on all types of of marketing books, particularly. But I would say that Thinking Grow Rich was probably um, one of the most one of the most uh, significant for me.
1: Absolutely, and I started... Thank the guy who first mentioned that name of the book in front of me because it really changed my outlook to life and to be, and I mean not business but because it offers real suggestions about how you yeah. do things.
2: And you know, it's it's uh, uh, one of my favorite sayings, and I I talk about this regularly. Is it's not about what you do; it's who you become. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, there are successful people who do a lot of wonderful things, but in the process of doing. They have become different people. Absolutely. So that's what Thinking Grow Rich, in my view, changed a lot of people to to become different than what
1: they already were. I I so agree with you. Uh, I think that book and the philosophy in that book um, changed millions of entrepreneurs and saved millions of companies and billions of dollars just with the ideas that were ingrained in the book.
2: I totally agree with you. Yeah.
1: Uh, that's one of my favorites uh and uh, you know uh how to win friends and influence people that's I think that, one of the yes. the others that really influenced a lot of people. Exactly. Yeah. I totally agree. Absolutely. So uh, Roy tell me a little bit about uh, about the cruise business. I mean that's what I wanted to talk to you a lot about because so unique idea and so wonderful and I'm so intrigued by the idea that you can attend cruises for free. Have fun at the same time you're speaking.
2: Okay, so um, just to take back, uh, take you back a few years, mm-hmm. uh, about eight years ago, um, I am connected to a number of, of um, coaches and other people around the world. And I got this email from this friend who said, Roy, this is something that you might be interested in. He said that this gentleman out of Texas is putting together, um, uh, he's come up with the concept that cruise ships are looking for speakers. Mm-hmm. And the lectures, and uh, you and your partner can get a um, a cruise for free. So, um, uh, you know, my, uh, I went to my wife and I said, "You, how would you like to cruise for free, honey?" And um, and her favorite expression, you know, not expression, but it's like, "I'm a serial entrepreneur." So how many how many different projects that I look at and then kind of got involved in and thought, "Well, this isn't working," <laughs> and, and kind of dumped it. You know, so that that's what you that's what you do when you're a when you're a uh, an entrepreneur, so she kind of rolled her eyes and said, "Oh yeah, sure, let yeah go ahead." So um, I signed up for his coaching program, and he uh, walked me through what to do, and he he uh, created my bio and uh, put the topics together, and uh, basically followed what I teach. Really, uh, he's no longer in the industry. He, okay. he kind of uh, um, moved on to other internet stuff, and and so he got away from this. Mm-hmm. And as a result, I. Um, you know, I just put my name out there to the cruise lines and, mm. uh, and just waited. And then bingo one day on a, it was a Wednesday in October of 2008, I believe it was. And, um, I'm sitting at my desk working away and suddenly the phone rings and it's Princess Cruises. And the guy says, look, we have a, uh, an emergency, uh, need in New York. Okay. Go to St. John, New Brunswick, back to back. And we, uh, we need a speaker, are you, do you want to do this? And I thought, well, heck, this is the first one I ever get. So I said, sure. He said, okay, here are the topics. And he gave me the topics, and one of them was on the, the mansions of Newport, Rhode Island, and the other one was on the Halifax explosion. Mm-hmm. Now, I'd heard of both, but, you know, peripherally, I mean, the dimensions, I'd very, very, very little, but the, the, the explosion, I'd heard about it. Mm-hmm. But that's it. And he said, great. He said, uh, it's, you have to get aboard the ship on uh, Saturday. And this was Wednesday. And I had, didn't even have a presentation ready. I didn't even know. And he said, so, um, you know, we'll send you your airfare right away. And I, I was tempted to say, look, hey, hold on, hold on. I can't do this. But, you know, being the one who always jumped in the, in the, in the uh, uh, deep end of the pool.
1: Being the entrepreneur.
2: Uh, yeah. I said, sure, why not? So I hung up the phone and I I just panicked. I phoned my wife and I said, "Man, I mean, am, am I in trouble? I've I've agreed to do this." And um, anyhow, as it turned out, um, um, she said, "No, well, she said we have a, a coffee table book here uh, in the office because she worked for an architectural firm mm-hmm. uh, that uh, is from the mansions. It's all about the mansions in Newport, Rhode Island." I said, "Well, bring it home." So she brought it home, and then right inside the front cover was it said the put together by the um, Newport, Rhode Island Historical Society. Okay. So I said, cool. Next morning, Thursday morning, I phoned the Newport, Rhode Island Society, and I said, "Uh, do you have a DVD of the um, mansions? She said, absolutely. I said, well, I'll call you right back. So I phoned my coach and said, why don't I just play the DVD and uh, and do some narration behind it, and uh, that'll be my presentation. And mm-hmm. she said, "No, no, 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 no. They can do that. You have to get up and speak like you know what you're talking about." Oh, I see. So that's fine. I hung up the phone, and phoned my my um, webmaster, who happened to be in Courtney, B.C., and said, "Marjorie, there's a DVD coming from by FedEx from Newport, Rhode Island. I, I would like you to pull all the mansions off the." Uh, off the DVD and put it in a PowerPoint and send it to me, in um, um, in, in on, on the flight or at least bef- when I get to the ship. So I'll have it when I get when I get there. Right. And she said, okay. So so that meant the, it didn't arrive till Friday. I'm flying this time back to New York. Uh, you know, from Vancouver, New York, and and also just for 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 your interest's sake, the Halifax explosion. I just Googled. Halifax explosion PowerPoint free, and up popped this PowerPoint, <laughs> put together by a teacher in Halifax with all the documents and all the, the all the narration behind it
1: and the references as well.
2: And it was just there. So all I had to do was make it mine, right? Right. So anyhow, I get on the on the cruise, and uh, the first presentation fabulous. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody thought it was great. You know, I mean, it's, you're you're a speaker, so Absolutely. You, know, you know how to do this. Yeah. Uh, second one, I get up, I do the presentation on the Halifax explosion, I put a PowerPoint, everything's cool, everything's working. At the end of the presentation, I say, Is there any, are there any questions or any comments? In the meantime, two ladies walked in, sat in the very front row. One of them raised her hand and said, um, well, I have a couple of comments I'd like to make, if you don't mind. And I thought, oh my gosh, I've done <laughs> something wrong here. Well, uh, anyway, the
1: she- panic moment starts.
2: She she stands up and she says, my grandmother was in the house on the shores of Halifax, looking at the ships burning in the harbor when the explosion happened, and she was blown out into the street. My grandfather was working probably a mile away in a foundry, and uh, and so that didn't get touched in the explosion. But in the chaos of it all, he tried to come home, and when he got to his house, the house no longer there was gone. So someone said to him, you have to go to the school because they have a morgue there for all the people who've, who were um, passed away in the in the disaster. And you might find your wife's body. So he goes, wow. to the, he goes to the school, goes down to the basement. He's walking along these sheet covered people who were the people who passed away and sees his wife's shoes and one of her feet are shaking. So he says he calls out to a medic. He says, "Medic, my wife's alive here. Come and revive her." Medic came over, and the woman said, "I would not be here mm. if that miracle hadn't happened." Wow! That was that. That's what happened to me on my very first cruise. It was the most unbelievable scenario I had ever encountered in my life. I've never, I've been speaking now for a good 15, 16 years professionally. I've never had something like that happen to me. So. Uh... so it's just one of those serendipitous moments mm. that, uh, you know, that happens. So I don't recommend doing this. I don't recommend doing something on three days' notice, um, even with Google, uh, because you only have one chance at the cruise lines. And if you don't make a good impression, they yeah, never invite you back. Absolutely. So, so anyway, without rambling on too much, there we are.
1: It's it's very hard. I mean, sometimes you you lose it on the stage when somebody comes in and you're not 100% prepared. I mean, I guess you, you were informative, but it's not your expertise. It's not your well, area of expertise.
2: Here's the thing. No. You don't have to be an expert. I you see. You just have to be a good lecturer. I see. I mean, literally, I, can, I stand, in most a lot of my lectures, I stand there with my laptop open, mm-hmm. and I see the notes on one side and the actual picture that I'm talking to on the other side, and I can look at the notes and talk to people. So... You you develop an expertise around that. That's right. But you don't have to be an expert on every subject.
1: I by, see. By, I see. I judge. see. I see.
2: You just have to be a good uh, speaker in sense of being able to deliver a lecture without being boring.
1: I see. So so from what you're saying, um, Roy, it's not really about your area of expertise. When you do yeah. this, you are choosing or or not. I'm I'm not sure. I'm I'm making. Uh, I'm no, making... absolutely.
2: You're absolutely right on. Uh, for instance. I've written a book, and I speak small business. Okay. Nobody aboard a cruise ship wants to hear what I do. I see. They want topics that are relevant to them on a cruise, mm-hmm. which means fun stuff, good information without being boring, um, just entertainment. So you're Absolutely. now in the, ed- in the edutainment business. I see, yeah. So here, here's what happens. Okay. If someone comes to my workshop, the first question I ask when they walk in is, why are you here? Mm-hmm. And they say, well, you know, I want to speak on a cruise ship. No, you want a free cruise. I see. For you and your partner. That's your first Your first wish is to get a few. Now, in the meantime, you get a free cruise by delivering 35-minute talks at sea, on, on sea days. So when you're in port, you don't talk. And, you know, if, if there's a couple of days at port, that's it. You don't talk. So, So your goal is to come to my workshop. Find out the topics, learn how to put them together, learn how to put the titles together, mm-hmm. learn how to connect to the, to the, the coordinator, the, the, cru- the speaker coordinator, and that's it. I mean, and then once you're in, once you are a cruise speaker for a cruise line, you're there for life. Oh, absolutely. So it's not, it's not complicated.
1: Thank you for clarifying. I mean, that makes a lot of sense. You're, you, you walk into the place, you are not to share your expertise, but yet to share, to become part of the entertainment. Uh, there, uh, it's not there meant to be as an education and take action or something. You're just part of the entertainment of the offering. So rather than going to a concert or uh, to a restaurant and listening to music, you have something else, another piece of interest that... Well,
2: actually, uh, just to kind of clarify that, you are um, essentially, uh, during the day, all the entertainment is done in the evening. I'll ah, sure. okay. So you're 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 keeping people busy during the afternoon Absolutely. or the morning. Like mm-hmm. typically, you would speak at um, you'd speak at about eleven o'clock or at two p.m. I see. And so you're part of the entertainment to keep them busy during the day, because in the evening they don't need entertainment. They've got mm-hmm. you know they've got shows going on. They've got gambling. They've got casinos happening. They've got they've got uh, dancing. So uh so they're always concerned about what's happening midday mm-hmm. so people are not uh, wandering around getting bored and you you happen to be one of those lecturers that that they that people go and see
1: i see so so do you like if like let's say you are in vancouver and yeah. you get offered um, by a company that uh, goes to alaska from the for- port of vancouver well that's yeah. easy to transport to now the yeah, question I mean, is if you're away from Vancouver, like in san francisco or in miami yeah uh, well do so they here, pay here, for airfare?
2: Okay, so here, this is interesting. Okay, Princess and, and Royal Caribbean do not pay airfare, but they will book your flight for you. So they book your flight uh, now. Uh, Royal uh, um, Holland America will pay airfare for the speaker, but okay. not the partner. By the partner, okay. Yes, I see. So, uh, so a couple of things. Uh, you know, uh, I mean, uh, I, we've done uh, we've done Princess, we've done Royal Caribbean, we've done Holland America. Uh, so, and we paid our airfares and we don't get concerned about it. We got really good deals because, you know, the the cruise lines are connected to the airline. Correct. So they get good deals for you. So Absolutely. So you just say to them, while you're booking my husband's flight, would can you book mine at the same time? Oh, and, of course. And they use the credit card. That's right. So, um, and or if you want to leave out of Vancouver, then there's no airfare.
0: Mm-hmm. So
2: it's, it's it, you know, it depends on what you're looking for. It depends on where you want to go. But Holland America are the only ones that pay airfare uh, for the uh, speaker.
0: Absolutely.
1: Now, how do you, Roy, like, I mean, uh, you mentioned your story about preparing. How do you make a good impression? Now, you are a, a speaker. You are a charismatic speaker. I've seen you speak. But how do you, how other people would do it? How would they make a first impression? Because you cannot make a second first impression.
2: Yes. Okay, so... Uh, first is that they shouldn't be intimidated by the process. I've seen some terrible speakers on board cruise ships. I mean, you know, every time there's another speaker, I'm always there to check them out. Okay. Uh, so th- that's the first thing. Second thing is I teach people how to deliver in the workshop. Because I, I, I take an actual 40-minute lecture, typical lecture that I do, and I deliver it in okay. the workshop. And I point out to people some of the triggers in the workshop to endear you to the audience. A classic example is um, I always start my workshops out, or my lectures out and my workshops. Anything I do as a speaking gig, even in my my keynotes, Mm -hmm. I start out by saying we have won the lottery. Mm. The lottery is we live in a country like Canada, 37 million people or so in a sea of 7.2 billion people. And I say, if you're on this cruise ship, since you're on this cruise ship today, you are in, in the one half of 1% who live in the lap of luxury, period. Mm. So every single day, get up in the morning and, and thank God you were either born in the country you live in or that you had the great opportunity to be you, to have immigrated to this country and that you have the luxury that uh, 99% of the people, are. Uh, maybe I'm exaggerating a bit there, but it's, it's astounding. And you have no idea how that affects people on mm-hmm. a mm-hmm. Because I've had people come up and they're thanking me, saying, oh, thank you so much for reminding me how I have to be grateful. Now, the moment you start talking about gratitude to an audience, you get what, what I call the consciousness of the audience in your back pocket. Okay. Because people, you know, the human nature, and human nature by its nature, is to feel grateful for their existence in the world, and particularly North America. So people who are usually whiners and complainers, they immediately, their ears perk up, and they, and they acknowledge they should be more uh, accepting and more grateful for what's going on around them. So that's only one singular point that I talk to okay. in, in, the, in, the, in, the, in my workshop. Uh, but there's, uh, I give multiple ways of endearing you to the audience and creating a little bit of humor and having fun with the audience and you know that kind of thing. Look, here's here's the people you're talking to. Yeah, these are people who are on a holiday. They uh, they want quality information, but not necessarily heavy duty information. Right. They don't want statistics. They're there for fun. Uh, they are, um, and so they they drop into your lecture and they have a look and see what you're, you're talking about. And, and so the, the, the key to it is the catchy titles of your topic because mm-hmm. that's what they see in the program and that's what will get them to show up at your event. And I teach all kinds of ways to put your topics together and the catchy titles that you need.
1: Brilliant. Um, now, beside really the speaking for, for you and you taking your wife for, you know, advantage yeah. of having fun, uh, what are the other advantages really of speaking on a cruise?
2: Well, I mean, there's huge advantages. I mean, they, you know, you get, well, for one thing, the people that you meet. We met, we met lawyers and doctors and and a, couple, a judge from Calgary at one point. Uh, so so my wife and I, our, our goal is to meet new people
0: mm-hmm.
2: on the cruise ship. So one was, a you know, a, a football receiver from the New York Giants who had wow. been retired for a long time. He and his wife were there. So we spent, on one cruise, we spent like 10 days with them. They live in Oregon. They become close friends of ours. Another um, um, judge and his wife from uh, Calgary, um, and uh, very interesting background. Uh, she was Muslim and he converted to Muslim, uh, and they got married. Um, and very interesting conversations about you know religion and engagement and um, and uh, you know what he's doing and uh, the 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 criminal system in Canada, blah, blah, blah on and on. That was a an wonderful. another, so it's the people you meet. It's the elegance of travel. Absolutely. I, you know, I wear a tuxedo when I'm on. Uh, they have a two, usually a couple of formal nights. Mm-hmm. I wear my tuxedo. I enjoy. My wife and I both enjoy the sophistication, the elegance of uh, of uh, being out and and you know, uh, looking good and feeling good. Um, first class meals, first class entertainment, and a myriad of activities going on during the day. I've taken drumming. I've taken um, several computer courses mm-hmm. on board. Uh, my wife's taken cooking courses several Amazing. times. Um, uh, yeah, so it's it's uh, there's I just so so much. And then you only speak for 35 minutes. So right. So you get up in the morning at 11 o'clock, uh, you, you go and you speak, and then you're done for the day, and then you go look for something, sit by the pool, do whatever you want to do.
1: So now out of these, how many cruises have you really been on? Uh,
2: we have, uh, I think the last, uh, count uh, was about 13 cruises.
1: 13 cruises.
2: And, and so um, just to give, you a, I'll give you a rough count. Yeah. We've been to Mexico, I think three times, Hawaii five times, Panama Canal three times, Caribbean three or four times, uh, Mediterranean once, or um, else, we? oh, Tahiti once. Okay. A, um, cruise from Tahiti back to Vancouver. Okay. So, uh, yeah, so we've, we've cruised a lot and we're going to go do it again and, you know, uh, we 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 try and do one or two a year. Okay. Uh, we've done one so far this year. We're going to do one in the fall. My wife wants to go uh, to the Caribbean over New Year's. Something okay. like being on a cruise ship over New Year's. Um, yeah. So it's a it's a great way to go. As my wife says, her favorite expression is, "It's a great gig if you can get it."
1: you said your wife at the beginning when she heard the story and she said ah uh, you know she rolled her eye uh, yeah. but but <laughs> uh, <laughs> i guess it became a very good idea afterwards uh, Oh, so. well,
0: yeah i mean yeah, yeah it
2: was one of it was one of them that worked out you know but uh, yeah no and then then um, when the mediterranean cruise came up okay. uh, with with it was royal caribbean Um, I don't know. I had a conversation with the coordinator at the time, and I said, uh, you know, my wife's a speaker, and she said, well, would you like to speak on this cruise? Um, And I thought, well, yeah, let's find out. So I asked Sarah, and she said, yeah, I'd love to. In the meantime, um, uh, I said, you know, you have to get some training, which is what I recommend to everybody, even if uh, they've done some lectures. I'm a big supporter of Toastmasters, Mm-hmm. So my wife took the C T M and Toastmasters and um it worked really well. Um and, and then she spoke three times, I think it was in on the Mediterranean cruise. So you you can get two for the price of one. Absolutely. And they love that.
1: So now 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 it's easier. Uh I guess uh, at the beginning, you know, you're going for vacation, you're doing this, but now she has something in it that also
2: uh, well, yes, but she does all my research.
1: She ah, okay, anymore. so she's the one that does the research.
2: Yeah, oh yes, yes. yes okay. Yes. Oh my God! Listen, I I probably would I would, probably wouldn't even be doing it if it was up to me because uh, you know she loves the research mm-hmm. and she does it, um, and so we've got about twelve different uh, lectures in the can at any given time. So we can we can easily uh, you know call any cruise line and say, look, I've got I'm going to send you the twelve lectures we have. Choose six or seven depending on sea days. Okay. And so it's easily done. So, so it's, a, it's a process, you know. It absolutely. doesn't, you know. You're not going to get it overnight. But I yeah. mean, um, I, I say to people, I, I, the process is very simple. I when people come to the workshop, I say, find a cruise six months out, get some cruise, then a minimum five C days because they don't they don't hire speakers for much, for less than five C days. Okay. Not, and you shouldn't do more than five for your first one. Okay. Uh, let's put the titles together. Let's get your bio together. Let's get a video of you speaking, and then uh, then I'll I'll introduce you to the cruise line, and uh, you know there you're you're on your way. Wow,
1: that's that's simple.
2: Yeah, but you don't do the research on the on the titles until they say yes. You know, go These ahead. These are the titles we want you to work with, and then once you get them, then you have six months to put your titles together. Okay, put your powerpoints together.
1: Now, now, Roy, what has been the hardest topic you had to be creative with?
2: Ah. Uh, very good question. Uh, I did one on the um, the guests at Hotel Alcatraz, and uh, it's a very dark and uh, negative subject because it's all criminals. Right. But Americans love criminals, okay. and so I, I had difficulty doing that one uh, because it's not a fun topic. You know, you can't. There's not much you can say about a criminal. I mean, they, these were fairly uh, despicable people. Mm-hmm. So that was probably the most difficult one I've ever done.
1: Okay. Were you dictated? Like, were you asked to do this? Or
0: what, that was um, one of the choices no, you, you gave them?
2: It, yeah. Um, no, it was the one that we chose to put together. I don't do it very often. I always keep it in my back pocket. Okay. Because if they say, if someone says, uh, you know, when this happens, like, usually, uh, I, and then that's part of what I teach in the workshop, is that you always make yourself available to the cruise director and... You always say, look, if you need another presentation, I can pull one out of the hat in a hurry. And so you always have one in the background, and, and they've asked for one occasionally. Um, you know, where the the cruise director will say, look, will we we have a mix-up of some sort, and, uh, you know, can you do another one tomorrow afternoon at two? And you're there to serve them. So, right. Yeah, so it works.
1: Amazing. Now, uh, you spoke, I mean, you've had had this done many times. Now, how do you get a return gig? Do you, do they send you an email saying, you know, when do you want to do it? Or when you think that you want to go on a cruise, you send them an email to say, I'm available for the next.
2: Well, first, as you go online and you find a cruise, you know, let's say in 2016, you find a cruise you want to go on. Okay. So you you go to Holland America and you, you, you choose a cruise and uh and then you you email them now sometimes because their budgets are not you know i frankly i find them somewhat disorganized the the Mm -hmm. whole industry so you have to keep after them okay but you uh, say i'd like to go on this cruise in the next uh, uh, february and they'll probably say oh well we don't we don't have a budget for that till november and then you have to remember to call them back in november and say i'm interested in that cruise again um, you know, let me know. Now, once you've done a cruise, then you you really get a feel for how it works. Mm-hmm. Uh, but your first cruise, um, you know, you have to be a lot more, um, pro, you know, proactive around it. Okay. Uh, you identify a cruise, you set the titles together, and you keep after them. Okay. And so you've got three or four <laughs> months to pull your your topics together, and then I because I'm going to one of the requests that I've had from all the attendees is that you know, how do we put our presentations together? So I'm contemplating putting together another coaching package uh, wow. to help people along on their Uh But I haven't done it yet.
1: Okay. Now, what advice do you give these people who want to start or are interested in the idea of speaking on a cruise?
2: What advice do I give them? Yeah. Uh, take the workshop as quickly as you can. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but, I mean, I hope I'm answering your question correctly. Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
1: Um, I mean, that's no, no, a, a great first step.
2: Yeah, I mean, come to the workshop. I'll tell you, I, I give 110 percent of everything that's that I've ever learned. on, on crucial, very, very. I mean, if you go to that, my website, uh, you know, speakerscruiseforfree.com, mm-hmm. and watch the videos, you have every bit of information you'd ever need there. I see. But the one proviso is that uh, it's it's you know the the workshop really cements it and pulls it together and and gives much more detail than, than the, uh, the videos do.
1: How long is the workshop?
2: The workshop starts at 9 in the morning, and it's okay. usually done by about 2, 2.30. Okay. A- and then I have a videographer who comes in at 2 o'clock. He gets okay. up, and then collectively, with the 20 people in the room, or however many people are at the workshop, I never have it more than 20. Okay. And, and uh, uh, then we, go, we huddle together, so we create an environment like it's a big audience, and it's, so every one, every person delivers a three to five minute video okay. of themselves speaking on whatever subject matter they want. They can talk about growing roses in Hawaii. It doesn't matter what it is. I don't care. Just all I want, and what the cruise lines are looking for, is the presence of the person on stage mm-hmm. talking. And uh, and so when you send your bio to the cruise line, that that three to Five minute or, or you know three to three to four minute clip is part of your bio. Okay. And so that's already so. If the actual workshop, the, the I mean, the video itself is yeah. priceless because most people can take the workshop, but they would never probably ever get the video done. That's right. Because it's just you know it's not in their it's not in their thought process, and you have to have a friendly audience. And this, you've already got the friendly audience because these are the people you've been sitting with all day. Correct. So it's a great fun. And, we, we, you know, every one of the people that I've worked with, uh, th- that's what they count on.
0: So
1: these workshops are in person. Do you do them yeah. like so? You have to be, do you do them all, all over the place or you have, they have to be well, here down I, in Vancouver?
2: I, I, I'm doing the last one in Vancouver on June 27th. Okay. And then I'm moving to Seattle and San Diego.
1: Well, I'm sure that a lot of people will be, are interested in the idea. I mean, I was just talking to a few people on Facebook and Twitter and they were really happy with the idea and excited because it's an incredible idea to go, you know, go on vacation, but have a free vacation while you give a 35 to 45 minute presentation. Hmm. Hey, you are having fun and everybody else is having fun. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I mean, it's, it's fabulous. It's like a, yeah, I mean, it's just um, I, I don't know why people more people don't take advantage of it. If mm-hmm. you're a speaker, or a lecturer, or or somebody who has a, a you know a wish or a willingness to do, and they're desperately looking for speakers. So give right. an example. We went on the cruise in April. Now watch what happened. Okay. On a Thursday, they call me, and they, or no, pardon me. It was earlier than that. It was probably on a Monday they call a Princess, called and said, "Would you be interested in being a speaker from Vancouver?" to Five of the Hawaiian Islands back to Vancouver, 16 days. Okay. And I was in the middle of a couple of projects and I, you know, I had some momentum happening and I, you know, it was all in play. So I said, you know, I'm not terribly keen uh, because I'm busy. Um, uh, so I hung up the phone and my, uh, it was my wife's birthday. And, you know, she said, look, you know, this would be wonderful. It'd be a great birthday gift for me. And, you know, so I said, fine. <laughs> well, uh, I didn't even phone them back. I intended to phone them back and they called me two days later. Um, and, which was fabulous, and they said, "Look, I, you know, we really need a speaker. Would you be, would you consider it?" And I said, "Fine, I'll do it." Okay. They said, "Great, we'll send you your um, your um, itinerary, and uh, we'll get you going right away." Wonderful. And there we go. And, and where we live in, in Burnaby, we were just cross we're five minutes from the Sky Train, We take our bags, we cross the street, we get on the Sky Train and we get off at, at the uh, at Waterfront, and we walk aboard the cruise ship. Wow. And when we get off, we do the same thing. So for us, that works really neat.
1: I love and the lifestyle.
2: <laughs> no kidding.
1: I love the lifestyle. I can I can imagine you with shorts and Hawaiian, uh, you know, well, shirt and. <laughs> well,
2: yeah. And you know what? This is our fifth time to Hawaii, and I'll go another five times and still love it. And uh, um, so, yeah. I'm, that's I'm,
1: that's what I hear. It's such a gorgeous place to be in.
2: Well, it's it's uh, it's amazing. It's yeah. a very spiritual, uh, lovely part of the world. Yeah.
1: What are your yep. advice for people who never spoke, or uh, what they should get, be doing?
2: Well, first, don't come to my workshop unless you've taken a cruise. Okay, that's that's a first right off the bat. Uh, and I say that to people. And I say, in all fairness, I don't want to take your money if if you know if you if you don't you and your partner don't like cruising. Right. Then why would you? Second thing is, if you have some some lack of confidence around speaking because it's a big audience, you can get up to one hundred and fifty to two hundred people in the room. Okay. So you uh, I say, go and take your CTM and Toastmasters, and then come back and talk to me. You know, go to Toastmasters, get the training. They, they're fabulous. That's yeah. where I got that's how I began speaking. Yeah. I, I took Toastmaster's training right off the bat
1: it's a wonderful place to be in such a supportive group i mean my background also i started in toastmasters there you go and you get the confidence you get the stage present you get the nailing the language and the ums and ahs, uh and also a supportive group that always support you whenever you do
2: that's right so uh, i am just um uh i, I can't say enough about it mm-hmm. so so i say to people if you you know you can take my course if you want and then mm-hmm. then you go go to toastmasters get yourself you know, in a confident position where you have, can create some charisma on stage and uh, you're off and running. Right. Never have to worry about it again. Uh,
1: great suggestion. I mean, I think it's a good start. And if you're speaking in front of that big audience, then you, if you want to be invited back, that's that should be one of the first things uh, mm. you need yeah. to uh, to worry about. Yeah. What is the do's and do nots for working with a cruise line. Uh what what should be in the pre- like how do you nail it down other than the video and everything but really let's say you create a good video. Uh oh, I want to hear okay. from you.
2: Okay, so so you mean on board the ship or when you're when you're talking Before
1: to... and while you are on the ship and then after you finish the presentation. Okay.
2: Well, you know, I'm going to give you a few there's quite a few but I'll give you a few of the when you are um con- connecting with the cruise uh, coordinator. Okay. Um You should have a one-page bio, and in that bio, you should have who you are, Mm -hmm. uh, probably six or seven titles. Okay. Uh, Then uh, you have um, a a link on that PDF file with your your video on it. It's all self-contained. It's right there. So that's the first thing. Second thing is, you have to keep in touch with the cruise line, Mm -hmm. uh, because um, uh, with, with the cruise coordinators because they're really busy and you can fall off the radar really in a hurry. Um, beyond that, speaking the cruise coordinator, it's not an issue. You just have to you don't want to be a pest with them. Mm-hmm. But you know every three weeks, or so you get back to them and say just following up and want to know blah blah blah. And and usually they'll get back to you right away. Uh, sometimes they don't. I mean, here's the next thing. The bigger the ship, or the bigger the organization, the more chances that Murphy's law is going to kick in. I see. So we've had incidents where, you know, I got to the cruise line, and we weren't, uh, we weren't booked on that cruise. They they forgot to do it from head office. Okay. And so that causes a little bit of frantic activity. Um, that would be, you know, you know, typically, be flexible. On board the cruise ship, let's talk about that for okay. a moment. Okay. Um. You never talk about politics or religion okay, to anybody. You never tell anyone what your deal is. Because, you know, people will say, oh, you're the speaker. So do they pay you to speak here? And uh, so how do you uh, get that gig? And um, so, uh, you know, what's what's the deal? Do you, do you get a free cruise? And you say unequivocally, I am not allowed to talk about my arrangement. Mm-hmm. So I say that every time. You never gossip about other people ever. Um, you never discuss if you have a, a negative experience and it can happen on board a cruise. I mean, let's, you know, let's face it. They're cruise ships and they're run by human beings. That's right. Sometimes things just don't go the way you'd like. You never complain to anybody. You don't know who you're complaining to. So, uh, so that's, um, uh, that's just part of what you do on, um, uh, you are an ambassador on the cruise ship. You, um, you are a positive influence on the cruise ship. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're, part of their, you're part of the crew, but you're not part of the crew. So you have to keep that in mind. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are just kind of a few of the, the do's and don'ts.
1: Thank you for sharing them. Not now, a problem. Now, t- speaking about the topics, um, how do you tell them what topics you want? Is there a list, a bucket of topics that you come up with? or? Yeah,
2: I, I teach in the workshop, I teach how to oh, pull I the see. topics. I see. So, okay. So it's, just, it's, you know, there's certain topics. We talk on Pirates of the High Seas, we talk on the history of cruising. Mm-hmm. So, so there's enrichment lectures and there's destination
0: lectures. I see.
2: Destination are about a specific town that or, or, or port that you're coming to on a cruise ship. So mm-hmm. you can, you talk about that. Another one is there's what we call enrichment lectures, which are really generic. Okay. And so they're, they can, they're timeless. They can, they can be for any cruise anywhere. Brilliant. Uh, because it, you know, the pirates. Everybody wants to hear about pirates. Uh, we, we have one that we do on Her Majesty's Secret Service. Uh, that's that's timeless. Anybody. Um,
0: I would enjoy that.
2: Yeah. So so that's kind of one topic. Absolutely. I mean, a, we have multiples of that. we war stories. They love war stories. They mm. love to talk about gold rush, and they love to talk about. I mean, I give a whole list of things that that just relate to that.
0: Brilliant
1: now when you create the video you said i mean and that's what of the greatest value proposition uh that you provide is yes. after the you know during the, the workshop rather than letting people get away with it and then they don't take an action well, they, ne-
2: they will never do
1: it yeah and I it's a promise. pain i mean sometimes it's a pain a lot of people are scared how oh, am i gonna look you know i don't know the video and i don't know how to and, use this and,
2: and to be fair uh Two people from my last workshop are going to redo their videos at the next workshop. I I've see. allowed them to come in uh, in the afternoon and they can they can redo their videos. Okay.
1: Now, so, would you...
0: Yeah? Go ahead.
2: No, so I'm just saying, you know, it's not one-off. Sometimes the video doesn't work out properly or they, they, they you know, they might have said something wrong. Or, Correct. You know, I share the video with them and they don't like it. And so I'll say, great, come, come by and we'll have the videographer do it.
1: I think is, is, is if there is one reason to attend the workshop, it should be, I mean, one of the best thing to to do and highlight is really taking the pain away from you of recording a video and hassle of doing all of this. That I,
2: is worth the fee all by itself. Exactly. But what I am doing with that videography, a videographer is worth a thousand
1: bucks. Absolutely. And Absolutely. I'm not you. Absolutely. I'm, I'm, I, I, I mean, I, I know and I work with people and I, no, when you get them to do something, when they go home, they never do it because it's not like they don't want to do it, but they yep. are scared. There are so many factors that come in, and if you are able to take these factors away and reduce the chances of them saying, "No, I don't think it's for me," and the wow factor, you're doing the right thing.
2: Exactly. Yeah.
1: Exactly. Uh, now, Roy, are the videos uh, when you record them are they about the topics or they're just bah, no, they're, general they're speaking? Just...
2: Yeah, generally speaking, because remember, the, the the people there do not have their topics. They, they haven't even defi- defined what crews are going on. Mm-hmm. So it's about any topic you want. So, I'm, you know, if you you in your world, you could speak about, you know, the need for technology okay. uh, upgrades, whatever. So, and so as long as it's something they're passionate about or that they've spoken on before or... Uh, anything of that
1: nature. So the crews, really, the person who is evaluating these applications, uh, look at uh, the confidence, the right. uh, the presentation skills of the speaker, w- what right. they're coming in, not necessarily right. the content. Okay, yeah. okay, brilliant. After the workshop, what are the feedback you're getting?
2: Oh no, really great. I mean, by that time, the audience they become friends with their friends oh. in the audience. So That's right. It's, it's not it's not an uncomfortable situation for them. Absolutely. Uh, so you know, it's just it's It's a great it's a great process, so they i mean it's the ideal process really
0: roy uh,
1: I don't know how how much to thank you about sharing such information we're 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 coming here to the end of the show, and you great. shared such an incredible amount of information it's I want pleasure. Oh, it's it's my pleasure to have you. Thank you so much.
2: And and if you wouldn't mind sharing this on Facebook on your Facebook absolutely, you have, you have um, a whole bunch of likes. And and are you are you going to share the uh, the URL from the podcast? On yes. So
1: once once it's it's published, I will send you the URL, uh, okay. and you can share it with whoever you want if you choose to do that. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, um, I wanted to ask you. Uh, last couple of last question sure. first one where people can find more information about you about the book about the workshop
2: if they go to uh, www.speakerscruiseforfree.com and you just put your name and email in there you'll get um, the the instructional videos if you want the ebook i think the ebook i don't longer have it there um it is an enticement for people to come to my webinar mm-hmm. i'm doing a webinar on the 15th of june okay um, a free webinar, um, and you'll, I'll send you the details about that. Brilliant. Um, and um, yeah, so they they can they can get all the information they need uh, on the website.
1: Excellent. And I will have all this information in the show notes. Wonderful, uh, Roy. Before we close, is there anything that you want to share? I haven't asked you.
2: Um, not well. A couple of things. Well, one is um, that um, you know the one of the. Um one of the questions that I get asked quite regularly mm-hmm. is if I'm putting so many speakers into the marketplace will it flood the market. Mm-hmm. I can promise you that, uh, between Princess, Royal Caribbean, Holland America, they do more than 350 itineraries a year. Wow. You would not you'd be hard, I would be hard pressed to uh, put that many speakers into the marketplace and, and flood that market. Never. It will never happen. So that's never to be a concern. Okay. And I can, and as finally, I just want to say this, if you want to, if you're on a somewhat of a fixed budget where you don't have, you know, oodles of cash and whatever, and you have a speaking ability, then you should seriously, seriously look at this because you can, I'll just give you one example. We, Mm -hmm. Cruise back from Tahiti back to Vancouver, sixteen days. You know, I don't drink alcohol. My wife drinks wine, and she gambles, and we she does spa day. I think at one point. Um, But the entire uh, cost to us was something like three hundred and seventy-five dollars. Amazing. Sixteen days. Wow. At sea, and I of course I did seven, eight, lecture. I forget how many now, but it's worth its weight in gold. And Mm. and this is only one cruise. Once you're on a cruise line, you're there for life.
0: Absolutely.
1: Well, Roy, thank you so much again for accepting to be on the show. And uh, I look forward to having more conversation. I will be probably attending one of your workshops. I would love to learn this. Uh, And uh, I'm sure a lot of the audience will be inspired and will uh, try this idea and and move forward and, uh, you know, taking a vacation for free. What a great, a great way of doing it. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining in on one of these uh, new episodes with Roy. Uh I hope you enjoyed it and you learned a lot uh, about the opportunity. Uh, and until we ne- meet next time and listen to the new episode, have a lovely day. Bye-bye.